God bless you. This is Willie G. Berry, and I am back with another Transparent Tuesday on this beautiful Tuesday morning out here in Denver, Colorado. It's Tuesday, October 13th. So, it's been a little while, y'all. I'll keep it a buck with you. You know, um, even this message that God put on my heart to deliver to you, I was struggling with it. If you allow for me to be transparent with you. So, you know, during this time of just, you know, seeking God and, and allowing him to minister to me because I am just a vessel. I'm nothing special. It's all about God. It's the message, not the messenger. You feel me? So, you know, I took this time and I'm grateful and thankful that I'm back. He's continuing to renew my strength in the Lord. And I want to be an encouragement to you this afternoon. So the name of the message is Hope in God. You know, there's been a lot of hopeless circumstances, a lot of hopeless situations, a lot of people in the hospital and and close family members. And I've heard even recent stories about family members and their houses burning down. But today, I want to deliver the good news of Jesus Christ manifested in the flesh, the word of God that renews the word of God that transforms the word of God that is able to meet you and knows every single need that you have before you even ask it my God I'm already starting already I gotta I gotta back back a little bit (laughs) but I wanted to take this time to 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 speak to your spirit man within you to hope in God to cling unto him So before we even get into all of this, and before I start to shouting in this car, (laughs) here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, welcome back. Willie G. Bay back at it with another Transparent Tuesday. We have a whole lot to go over. We have a whole lot to cover. And I just need your undivided attention as we walk together and we go down this journey as we walk and look into the word of God and how it is not only applicable from then and there, but also to here and now what we can take and we could just take all of this meat, as much meat as we can get off of this bone to fully dissect, to fully understand and fully see what God is really saying because I really do believe with all of my heart, this is a word from the Lord that that happened then and there, but still applies to here and now. So I need you to just stay with me. Just hear me out. Just give me a moment. You know, just, 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 just bear with me. But to those that are parents, if you have children, I just want you to know, hey, look, this right now will be the perfect time to either one, uh, dismiss your children, or if you have children, I just want to give you a heads up. A lot of this stuff right here is in the word of God, but it is very, very graphic. So there's a lot of intense things that have happened that have taken place in the word of God. And I want to take this time to make a brief context to, to go back into the word, to give you the scripture. Scripture is second Samuel um, chapter chapter 13 through 18. So again, second Samuel chapter 13 through 18. It's under it's very, very important that we get the full context of what has happened then and there so that we can apply it here and now, thus saith the Lord. Amen. So let's go. We're gonna jump right in there to give you full context of what's going on in these chapters. 
you need to understand this is King David at this time. Now, he has three children that are mentioned in this specific passage of scripture. He's talking about Abnon, who is his oldest son, Absalom, who is the younger, and we have Tamar. I think she's the oldest or the youngest. Don't quote me on that. But these are the three children that are specifically being mentioned in this passage of scripture. Okay, so this is what happens. Amnon, the oldest, is lusting after his sister Tamar, and he comes up with some very, very divisive scheme of pretending like he's sick. He calls forth the king, who is his dad, to send his sister over there. That way he may be fed with um, these certain cakes and breads and honey. So, unfortunately, what ends up happening is he forces himself on her. He rapes her. This is unfortunate, but this is what happens. Now, I'm not making light of it. I'm not... um. I'm not foreshadowing that. That is that is not cool by any means. But I, I want to again, I want to continue to move forward and, and, and elaborate on what's being said in this passage. Right. So she's distressed and all these things that just happened to her. Tamar now runs to her brother Absalom. Absalom catches wind of it. Now, he didn't immediately react on the situation when he chooses to do he goes out of his way and he he premeditates for two full years again premeditated he didn't speak good of Amnon he didn't speak evil of Amnon and behind the scenes he's devising a scheme that he may kill Amnon and unfortunately that's exactly what happened so the king catches wind of this Absalom leaves he goes to another city I think it's called Gersher and he stays there for about two or three years. I believe it's one around that. But he stays there for a couple of years. Now David is distressed. He is hurt. He is grieving because his son is dead. And his daughter is distressed and traumatized. And his other son that committed this act against his first son is out of the city. This is the full spectrum of what has happened, y'all. So... Time goes on. And again, the, 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 this timing, there's there's timing to all this. So as time goes on, Joab, David's servant, he schemes to get Absalom back to Jerusalem in a very intricate way. This is the beginning, I believe, of um, 2 Samuel chapter 15. So he goes back and he um, finds a way to devise a scheme. Excuse me, I'm just, just trying to make sure I stay on top of things. But he devises a scheme to get Absalom back into Jerusalem because he sees his his master his you know David King David he's stressed out about Absalom so David eventually catches wind that is Joab and he sends his son back into Jerusalem however he doesn't even lay eyes on his own son for two full years now his son Absalom finds a way to get to get his attention that he may come and present himself before his father now, that's another devising way that he did. Now, I want you to catch wind of Absalom and his and his tactics. So, time goes on once again. And finally, after the two years, Absalom, after he got Joab's attention by causing a fire to come upon Joab's crops, finally got the attention. Now, he meets David and they are connected once again. Forty years go by. <laughs> Absalom is catching wind and now he is craving the attention and he is coming to the conclusion that shoot I want to come after the kingdom 
at this time, the people will come to the king. That way they can receive counsel and judgment as a ruler does in those times. But what Absalom would do to gain favor with the people, he would draw the people's attention so that way he can receive the recognition. He could receive all these things. He had horses, he had chariots, he had a couple of children. So now he's trying to build up some kind of repertoire and a scheme that way he may come after his own father, King David's kingdom. All of this is unleashed and Absalom and his timing releases a conspiracy to come after um, King David's kingdom. David flees from Jerusalem and all of these things transpire from distress and belittled and, and people speaking down on David and people that are with David and you got counselors. I mean, all of this stuff that is happening is stuff you would see in a movie, but this is in the word of God. I want to encourage you guys to read 2 Samuel chapter 13 through 18 because this is the depths of what David was going through. Again, there's a reason why I'm putting so much explanation and I'm putting so much emphasis of what David went through. I need y'all to stay with me. Finally, lastly, unfortunately, the story is ended with two dead sons. Yes, Absalom ends up, ends up um, getting killed because that was the destruction and that was the will of God at that time for destruction to come upon Absalom unfortunately and his son Abnon of course and then he has a daughter that is distressed hurt and traumatized as a result to what has happened to her now that you got a full um, brief context of what has happened what has happened to King David in 2 Samuel 13 through 18 now I'm going to take you to Psalm chapter 42 and 43 now, there are six main words that have popped out that God was giving me that'll sum up a lot of the things in the main pieces and components that consist of these two chapters. Because guess what? David wrote these two chapters in the midst of him fleeing from Absalom. You see what I'm saying? Now you can kind of see why I had to go through and give you a brief context of what has happened. So now... He's in this. He's distressed. He is uh, desperate and there is depression. So there's desperation. That's one. Distress. That's two. And depression. That's three. Now, there is also a recall. There's recognition and there's a response. So again, there's desperation. There's distress and there's depression. But on the other hand, there is recall, there's recognition, and there's response. All right, y'all, I need y'all to follow me on this one right here. I need y'all to just catch up. Check this out. Check this out. Psalm 42. We're going to start at verse 1. And we're going to do part of verse 2. So check this out. It reads as follows in the New King James. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Now check this out. All right, y'all. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to read Psalm 42 and 43. And then after that, we're going to break down what is happening. So that way we can further elaborate. You get the gist of what has happened to King David now. Now we're going to flow right into it. So Psalm 42 and 43, it reads as follows. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? 
My tears have been my food day and night while they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my my soul within me, excuse me, for I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance. Psalm 43. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. All right, now let's go to work. Now, look it. It's very clear. We see the desperation. We see the depression. We see the distress. We see these things upon David when he's saying things like my dear pant, uh, like a deer pants for water brooks. So pants my soul for you, God, and thirsting for him and just his tears being his meat and all these things that are happening. This is the very clear thing that he's making clear. And now that you get context as what he was going through with his daughter, with his daughter, with his sons, both of them, one of them pursuing him, one of them gone. You see the very clear indications of the things that are happening while he's writing this passage, while he's writing these Psalms. But this is the thing I want to nail clear to what David is doing then and there that we need to grab a hold of here and now. David had to make a recall. He had said, wait a minute, when I remember these things, yes, even in the midst of what he's going through, yes, even in the midst of his circumstance, he said, you know what? I had to pour out my soul within me. I had to go out to the multitude. I had to go up to the house of God. I had to go to the place in the rock that is higher than I. I had to, wait a minute, I had to fix my countenance. I need to fix my face. I need to look up towards God, to look up towards the hills from which cometh my help because my help comes from the Lord. This man is in agony. He is going through, he is vexed and tormented in his soul. 
all these things that are happening to him. There's people going to and fro saying, oh, hey, hey, where's your God now? Uh-huh. Yeah, look at your son. Your son's dead. Look what happened to your daughter. Oh, oh yeah. You Now your son's trying to come after you. Looks like that blood that you shed is on upon your head now, huh? Where's your God now? He is distressed, y'all. He's distressed, but yet he still recalls, yet he still makes the obligation to still recognize who God is, even in the midst of his circumstance. Listen here, I don't know who's listening to this podcast right here, right now, but I want to encourage you today that God is not contingent to your circumstance, but God wants you to be happy, to be envied and spiritually prosperous in him, by him, by abiding in him with life, joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of your outward condition, because he wants you to fix your face and countenance, because that is the only way that you will be able to truly understand and know that you are hoping in God. Nah, 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 nah. You don't get it yet. You don't get it yet. Now, come, listen, come here, come here. Let's go to Psalm 42, verse 5. What does he say? What does David say? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Go to verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Now let's go to Psalm 43, verse 5, shall we? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. See, I, I, man, I need to calm down. I still haven't even given you my concordance notes. So check this out. Look, cast down is 7817. That's in the Hebrew. And that is the word deep despair, hopelessness. I need you all to follow me again. That 7817 in the Hebrew for cast down. Now in the Hebrew, again, disquiet is, is 1993. Disquieted is 1993 in the Hebrew. That's a soft noise that you're expressing discontentment, you're murmuring, growling, you're boisterous, or you're rowdy, you're uncontrolled, just unbridled. And, and, and hope, hope is 3176 in the Hebrew. Again, 3176 in the Hebrew. And that means absolute expectation and waiting on God. Praise in the Hebrew is 3034. Praise in the Hebrew, 3034. It means to welcome, to salute, to glorify, to pay tribute, to homage, to give thanks to, to congratulate. And countenance is 6440 in the Hebrew. That literally just means face. 6440 in the Hebrew, countenance. and means face. And lastly, vindicate is 8199. Vindicate, 8199. All of this in the Hebrew acting as a lawgiver, one who governs and execute law and order. Oh, you're asking why I'm giving you these definitions? Because I need you to understand what David was really saying to God. This is what David is really saying to God. Why, why, why am I in despair? Why am I hopeless? Why am I in deep, just utter despair? Why, why, why am I making these expressive discontent murmurings and growlings and loud noises and being so uncontrolled about it? You know what? I think I need to really put my expectation and my hope 
back in you, God, because clearly I'm fixing my face and my face is fixing towards circumstances that I can't even control and you are not even contingent on that. So guess what? I'm going to do what I know to do and recall the recognition of your goodness by congratulating you, by saluting and glorifying you because you are still Lord. You know why? Because you're the lawgiver. You're the one who governs and you're the one that executes the law and order and you know the ending from the beginning. So I'm going to fix my face in your presence. I'm going to hope in you because you are the final guarantee. And what happens in this world is not a guarantee. But in you, you have given me a guarantee because you're the only one that can give it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm convinced that we don't do that a lot. Matter of fact, we need to be doing that much. I'm not just talking to you. Guess what? Fun fact. I'm talking to me too. I'm talking to Willie too. You know what, Willie? If you aren't so just disquieting and despair and murmuring and all because you're in a position and a circumstance and a situation because you don't like it and because you just hate it here, you know what? You need to really fix your face. You really need to fix your gaze above and look towards the hills. Don't look on these earthly things. Don't look on these things that are going to soon perish with a fervent heat. I need to look towards these eternal things because I don't belong to myself. I belong to you, God. I am hidden in God in Christ Jesus and I need to fix my face. I need to fix my countenance towards those things and I need to remember whose I am and who I am in you and that my blessed expectation and life's joy satisfaction is not contingent to what this condition is, but it's all contingent to the guarantee that you've given me through Holy Spirit because you sending your son to die on the cross to pay the price and me being resurrected with you just as you resurrected and made a new life for me. I have a guarantee in you. So listen here, I want to make this clear. Look, I <laughs> I am not yelling at you. I want you to understand I'm on here on this podcast encouraging you, thinking I'm going here to encourage. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. This is what David did. He had to encourage himself then and there and here and now. This is encouraging me. This is building me up. I, this is my prayer that this is encouraging you as you're listening in, being matured and rooted and grounded and built up. This is the good news that we have that you cannot find in this earth. You can't find in a spouse. You can't find it in these things. These circumstances are going to continue to happen. But I want to encourage you today to hope in God. Listen here in closing, my prayer is that you can fix your face, your countenance towards God, those things that are above. And if you don't know what that looks like today, I want to pray for you. And to those that are in Christ Jesus, I want to pray and I pray that this encourages you to continue to go after God. You know, the word of God, it says to to exhort one another daily that we don't fall into the deceitfulness of sin. So whether you know Christ and you don't know Christ, either or, I want to exhort, I want to strengthen, I want to urge you to go after God because that is the only guarantee now and forevermore because heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will stand forever and the word is Jesus Christ. So in closing, I want to pray for everybody that is listening. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up the listener, Lord God. 
Lord, we are not here coming before you with boulders and comparing other circumstances and situations and tumultuous things that are happening. I just want to say, God, thank you for being the vindicator. Thank you, God, for being the lawgiver, the one who governs and executes law and order, that you're always making intercession and prayer for one of us. God, for knowing the ending from the beginning, Father God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that the listener will come to know you. You said that if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead you shall be saved. So I just pray, Lord God, that you open up that door. Lord, you don't desire any should perish, but you are long suffering towards us. You don't desire any to perish, but all to come to repentance. This action word of change of heart, a change of mind, a change of action. But I pray, Lord God, that you instill, you one plants, one waters, but God, you give the increase. It doesn't matter about the minister or the person or the title or the recognition of these other things that we concern ourselves with. But God is all about you because you died on the cross and you paid the price for sin and father god you're the one that resurrected with all power and lord god gave us the power to walk this thing out gave us the power to be sanctified and set apart as your ecclesia church and you are the only way that men could be saved because you are the way the truth and the life so father god i pray over the listener lord god that you have your way that they may see that you know the ending from the beginning that we trust in your sovereignty reverence your authority and submit to your will that you are the way the only way and the best way And Lord God, I pray all of these things in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. My God, I wasn't expecting to come over here just blasting and blazing going forth. But I just know that this right here is just blessed my soul. I pray that this has blessed you as much. And I just pray that you continue to go forth. And that above all else, you hope, put your expectation and trust, faith, confidence in God. God bless you.